0: I'm Heba Elias. And I'm Siobhan Drew. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Momentum, a Race Forward podcast where we explore how racial justice work is showing up everywhere around us. Dennis, do you believe that Race Forward is celebrating 40 years? 40 years of greatness within the racial justice movement, successes, mergers, and everything in between.
1: 40 years. That is almost as old as me. I am turning 37 Woo! this year.
0: In honor of our 40 years, I'd love to start us off with a did you know game.
1: And I'm excited that we are going to be doing a special bonus episode to talk about a historic Milestone for us.
0: Let's get into it. I first want to start off with Race Forward's founding years. Race Forward was founded in 1981 by Gary Delgado. Articles of incorporation were filed on March 31st, 1981. Applied Research Center, which was the historic original name, was founded as an analytical resource for community organizations of color in the Center for Third World Organizing Network. Learning the origin of historic race forward, it was to my surprise that the original logo was a lizard. To my knowledge, and with some note from historic staff, lizards are regenerating creatures. And to me, this means that despite the challenges we face, we continue to push the needle on racial justice movement. Honestly, if it wasn't for Gary's vision of talking about race explicitly, we would not be here referencing 40 years worth of success. In 2017, Race Forward merged with the Center for Social Inclusion under the name Race Forward.
1: So on Center for Social Inclusion, or CSI for short. So many times where I had to explain that CSI wasn't crime scene investigation, but Center for Social Inclusion. So, did you know that in 2002, the Center for Social Inclusion, CSI, was founded by Maya Wiley and Jocelyn Sargent, and they started CSI in the wake of September 11th. So at that time, the federal government made $20 billion available to support rebuilding from those attacks in New York City. But we found out that the bulk of that money really just targeted two wealthy and predominantly white neighborhoods in Manhattan. And so CSI was founded to think about how those investments could be spent more equitably. And it was the foundation of its approach. How can investments spurred by policy center communities of color who, because of history and the reality of structural racism, were denied those investments? We didn't have a logo that was a lizard, Hibba, but from what I remember, we had a logo with the letters C, S, and I, and the S and the I were kind of nested in the C. And, you know, for me, it was just like, oh, it looked like, you know, really serious. And I remember at the time of the founding, there were a lot of policy organizations that weren't taking race seriously. They wouldn't even include it in the conversation at that time. So that was our way of getting into those circles to insert race, to put race right in the center of any of those policy conversations. And so, yeah, you know, you know, being race forward, so to speak. It is a part of our history. Another fact that I found out from our president, Glenn Harris. So Hiba, you just said that Gary Delgado, he founded Race Forward. And did you know that he mentored both Glenn Harris, who is the president of Race Forward, and Rinku Sen, who was the previous president of Race Forward, and Gary Delgado, Was mentored by George Wiley, who is the father of Maya Wiley, who was one of the co founders of CSI. And, you know, that fact, you know, that did you know, it just showed how the movement baton gets passed from generation to generation. It was really inspirational for me. With all the conversation that I had with Eric on that first episode, it just makes me think about all of the intergenerational organizing that makes our ability to meet this moment possible. So a big shout out to all of the movement elders who have stewarded the leaders we see today taking our racial justice movement to the next level.
0: You mentioned organizing, and I couldn't help but to mention a fun fact about Applied Research Center's first conference. As many of you know, or you might know. I am a part of the great department of conferences and convenings at Race Forward, and our team is proud to present the Facing Race Conference on a biannual scale. But what you didn't know is that the first conference ever produced by Applied Research Center, which is now Race Forward, was the National Conference on Race and Public Policy held in 2004. The conference was renamed Facing Race in 2007, With a new name, Applied Research Center's national conference, Facing Race, took place in March 2007 at the CUNY Graduate Center in New York City. It had more than 50 workshops and panels on the racial wealth divide, transforming public schools and creating state policy that addresses racial disparities. This just makes me come full circle with the work that we're currently doing with the Facing Race conference, and it really makes me proud to see how far we've come since 2007. even 2004. And I am proud to continuously produce this um, phenomenal conference. You know, back in 2007, we had an attendance rate of close to probably 100 people. Facing Race is now welcoming and opening its doors to up to 4,000 people, upward of that, right? So to be here, to be continuing this work in 2021, it's such a full circle moment. And I'm so proud to be a part of this organization.
1: I got another one for you. Did you know that CSI, Center for Social Inclusion, back in the day we had a website called Stop Dog Whistle Racism. And so this was around 2008, around the presidential election at that time. And we launched that to track all the ways in which race was used as a dog whistle during that presidential election. You know, all the ways in which then candidate Barack Obama's race was raised up, both explicitly and implicitly, to influence the election. That website was helmed by a person named Ludovic Blaine, and this undergirded our work in the future as the new race forward and how to effectively communicate about race. How do we counter those dog whistles so that we can get to a progressive agenda that gets us our freedom and our liberation? Stop, dog, whistle, racism.
0: Speaking of websites, Dennis, Color Lines, which is one of the many popular daily news sites, is published by Race Forward. And it was originally a magazine. The first issue was completed in May of 1998. Color Lines magazine emerged from the merging of Race File and Third Force. Color Lines worked to bring attention to race, especially stories from the perspective of communities of color. And it was a magazine for over 11 years. In 2010, it had transitioned to become a daily digital news site, still featuring investigative reporting and news analysis from the perspective of communities of color. Color lines put race at the center of journalism before journalism centered race. All major publications have race beats now. And we can proudly say that we started it. You know, we are them. We are the origins.
1: Yes, yes. Color lines, building that bridge, making sure that publication or centering race in the stories of the day and paving the way for other publications to do that. So my last fact, did you know energy democracy grew out of local efforts to support Black farmers to keep their land in South Carolina? So we were in partnership with Black farmers. We knew that Black farmers continue actually to lose farmland at a rate that's a lot higher than other farm owners. And so since the seeds of this program, the Energy Democracy Program has just continued to explore with local leaders and other stakeholders on how to center communities of color in the renewable energy economy is coming, y'all. and. We center it in a way where communities of color are not just the beneficiaries of a policy that's created elsewhere, but they are actually co-owners, planners, and decision makers in that renewable energy economy, one of my favorite programs at Race Forward.
0: Wow. Centering Blackness and Black farmers? like. What other organization can you think of that actually has done this work, right? We've had many successful projects. You've named a few, Dennis, within the last 40 years, but the most significant to me was the campaign to drop the usage of the word illegal in reference to human beings. On November 15th, 2011, dropped the I word called on Associated Press to remove illegal immigrant from Stylebook. The reason being was and still is. Because it's dehumanizing, racially charged, and it's legally inaccurate. As we know, immigrant and refugee rights are increasingly under attack, while racially derogatory and dehumanizing language used in the media and political discourse has paved the way for a rise in hate crimes against immigrants. Race Forward's goal with this campaign was to strongly reject efforts to criminalize immigrants and hold our media accountable. As a result of this, major news outlets like Associated Press, USA Today, and the Los Angeles Times pledged to drop the word from their reporting. After the word was removed from the Associated Press Style Guide in 2013, there was a drastic decrease in the word's use. There is power in numbers, and I think Race Forward's collaboration with many other partner organizations was the reason to this success. But the thinking of the campaign itself to me was brilliant, thoughtful, and exactly what racial justice stands for.
1: a few events that are part of our history at Race Forward 40 years.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and the overview of Race Forward's rich history, join us for Race Forward's 40th anniversary virtual gala hosted live on November 18th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Race Forward's YouTube and Facebook. We'll have special guests, we'll have special performances and everything in between. You don't want to miss this. Also, if you'd like to donate to the 40th anniversary gala and all of Race Forward's current and future work, please pick up your cell phones and text RF40 to the number 44321. And I'm gonna repeat that one more time. You wanna text RF40 to the number 44321. And I hope that you will join us on November 18th. You might even see some familiar faces, right, from the past, so you don't wanna miss this.
1: We are in our second year producing this show, and the reason why we do this is to tell the stories of people working for racial justice, to share analysis from people at the leading edge of this work, and to use all of that to orient ourselves to where we are as a racial justice movement. We look forward to being in community with all of you.
0: And as always, y'all, thank you for listening. If you want to hear more momentum, please check us out on Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Please rate and subscribe and follow us on all socials at Race Forward.